Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life and maybe how to survive horror TV shows, because we're talking about the second episode of the Scream TV series, which I am super, super stoked about. Who can resist the murder selfie? And that aired on July 7th of 2015. I'm joined by our Scream TV show correspondent, Jacob Goldness. Uh, how's it going, guys? <laughs> um, going good? Yeah. 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 So we just watched the second episode. Yeah. What uh, what what day was July seventh, twenty fifteen? Was that like probably like a Sunday? I feel like these aired on Sundays. What a dumb time to air. I, I don't know for sure. Should if we go? it okay, if it was a Sunday, I mean, first of all, no teenagers watching any shows on a Sunday. They are cramming their homework before Monday. And right. no, no, it was a Tuesday. It was oh, a Tuesday. Oh, thank God. Okay, yeah, these aired on Tuesdays. Okay. So we just watched the second episode of Scream, and we both just happened to see the new movie, Scream 2022. Yeah, we are recording this exactly one week after um, the arrival of the newest Scream film in 10, or no, 11 years, I think, right? And let me say, the show is so much better than the movie. (laughs) I can't even finish that sentence. Movie was great. One day, it will be covered on the podcast. Yep, um... You know, there are some spoilers floating around, so be be wary if you still haven't seen it yet. Go see the we movie. Are, I'm not going to say anything spoiler-wise, but I'm just say I really liked it. It probably ranks in the middle of the five for me, but that's like, I like them all to varying degrees, yeah. and I really just, I mean, I had such a great time with Scream 5, and I, I loved the, the concept, and I loved the way that they brought in new characters, I loved the new cast. There are some, like, wobbly written scenes, like, scenes that are convenient to get from characters like a to b and sometimes they pull it off and sometimes they don't but i mean that's really just like nitpicks because it is just such a great time at the theater highly recommend go see it before you get spoiled Mm -hmm. but that's not what we're here to talk about today i just want to mention it because we're talking about the tv show we're on episode two of the scream tv show which is called hello emma and uh so we're two episodes in what do you what do you think so far of this show Oof. um well you know, I'm I'm still in that. I still think about it the same way as I do when I saw the first episode. Nothing's gonna. I feel like nothing is gonna change with this season. <laughs> I, you know, every single episode, I'm gonna have the exact same opinion of the show, which is there are some like clever-ish written ideas for a scream TV show that are incorporated, and there are some good character arcs happening within the show. But the biggest problem with this show beyond any like limited budget mtv garbage (laughs) is the fact that the show is focusing on the wrong main character emma sucks emma is not a lead this show should not be following her and the only reason that it does i swear i think the only reason that it follows emma is because at the time of this show it was probably sacrilegious for a like a scream like an i big ip show to follow like an lgbt character sure yeah yeah 2015 yeah I, probably i i think that they they needed they wanted to include one but we had to be a supporting part yeah, like of a, course. A, a, shove it to the side and yep. then have your anchor of the show be someone a little bit more universal someone a little bit more bland essentially so that everything else around her is more interesting you know which I, is a waste it's a waste 
I think they're trying to make her more like relatable, but all it does, she's not relatable. No, there's a scene where she like tells Audrey is like, so you hate me or, or she says something about you hate me. And it's almost like she was talking to the audience of the show. Yes, yes we do. Like, yes, we do. Exactly. Just, ugh. she, she's my least favorite part of the show. She's terrible. I don't want to rip on the actress cause you know, not her fault. Uh, I'll rip I mean, on the actress. Okay, I don't. I think she's not great, in the, especially when she's about to cry. She yeah. has these like moments where it's like, like you almost think like, are you faking it? Like, is this intentional? Okay, so maybe she's not the best best actress, but there's not many actresses who they could pull off this role because this character is just so badly written. Yeah, I mean, they got all of these actors out of the same batch, yes. except for maybe yep. a few. But like, they 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 all kind of exist in that same like period of MTV casting couch the only characters in this show who are relatable at all are audrey and noah right and they are like i've like we stated in the last scream episode the the pilot is that they are the ones that feel like they could have been translated from the films yep. and everybody else is just kind of uh, i don't know there from a different show yeah a different show just a different like an mtv show that's not scream yeah so the whole point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies and TV shows. We're going to be going through the plot of this episode beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list of 57. So spoiler alerts for episode two of the Scream TV show. Like we said last time, the show sucks. You don't need to watch it. Uh, you can listen to us bag on it. You'll have more fun. Uh, but you can watch along with us, too. That might be fun. It might be a little easier to understand what we're talking about. But this is not a recommendation on any level. Although I would understand why it would take a week to watch, or a, a week or longer to get through at least one episode at a time. Yeah. It's it's a lot and dumb and that terrible. Will be, that will be the struggle here, is that if there are episodes in between, if we spin the wheel and it's not the next Scream episode, this is the is going to drag the it's shit out. But drag. Like, so who knows? I mean, who you know, I haven't spun the wheel yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but who knows? We could spin this eight more times in a row and finish the whole season. Yep. You know, it's possible. Potentially. You can check out the current list of rules on our Twitter account at How to Horror. That's how the number two horror. Spoiler alert: You've been warned, but who cares? You ready to jump into this stupid thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> jump off a balcony. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the plot of episode two of Scream. Hello, Emma. So the video last time where we had Audrey and her quote-unquote girlfriend, Rachel, making out. that video Unofficial is f- girlfriend. Unofficial. That has finally been removed, but the comments have not, and they are mean. Oh, Vicious. there's so many of them, and they have to all come from, what's it, Rachel, right? Yeah. It, it have, they all have to come from her school because there's just, I just, there is no way there'd be that many comments on a video of two girls kissing you negatively know, we might negatively not, we might not be ready for a, an lgbt lead character but we're not all ripping on them and okay it's the internet if anyone were to see that video as a public video not every single comment would be negative there even if even if they're homophobic comments there would be a lot of like perverts in yeah, the comic section yeah, that's hot. and there aren't there's just a bunch of like oh you know like oh rachel uh, oh she's a lesbian like how dare she and it's like Okay, really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> we get we get it. Now, she does go to the Catholic school in town, mm-hmm. so some of these are probably her classmates. Okay, but, like, goddamn, this is excessive. Whatever. So Rachel's in a bad place. Mm. She gets a phone call, which sounds like Audrey, but her the voice is a little muffled. I wondered if they were being cute with that, 
which it was it's it's in the show to do that yep. to, to be like oh it's like fake out killer revealer fake out killer moment but no it's I, actually the killer it might actually be the killer what this is time. this scream three with the voice changer how mm-hmm. did this happen that the the worst part about scream three is that voice changer thing which i mean it's it's more acceptable now in yeah. scream movies but in 2000 when scream three came out was impossible <laughs> and this is the thing we're going to reference from a previous scream movie that's what you want to go with. The voice changer. Mm-hmm. The thing everyone hates from Scream 3. Okay, show. But, okay, so we can't... Just like... Uh, so Jordan Ryan, a good friend of ours, was my guest on the Scream 3 podcast. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> and we we talked about how like we can't blame anyone for falling for this because this technology doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, the fuck? <laughs> Let's not ever develop this. <laughs> so, you know, Audrey's on the phone and she tells Rachel, hey... Come outside on the porch where we hung out the other night. And she goes out there. No one's there. Mm-hmm. There's a rope on the side of the porch. And she pulls it up. And it's a noose. Rude. Rude. And then Ghostface, or this version of Ghostface, the killer, is behind her and like wraps the noose around her neck. Throws her over the balcony and kills her. Rachel's Even done. ruder. Really <laughs> super rude. Very rude. Rachel had no chance. Yeah. And we also want to mention, too, that like Rachel is... She has got cuts on her arm. Yep. She's, she's like potentially suicidal already so like faking this type of scenario for her death is believable as a suicide yeah that's that's a classic horror staple you know second death just to like throw everyone off like oh there's there's no serial killer yet it was just like a one murder thing yeah second one's a suicide or they make you know nightmare on elm street rod in Mm -hmm. prison uh same thing the show harper's island something very similar uh, this is, I'm this. surprised there wasn't like a trigger warning before the episode you know because what? yeah nowadays you'd see that like yeah. if there was like a depiction of a su- like ever since 13 reasons why like there have been trigger warnings on most episodes of like this type of TV or even beyond where it, when it's targeted towards a certain demographic or sure. a certain young demographic it's a little bit more sensitive now yeah with those type of episodes because it is a little bit graphic this was before 13 show. reasons why though it was yeah it was about two years before 13 reasons why yeah so yeah yeah I was like yeah you know none of you think but I'm a little surprised there isn't anything like that on there mm-hmm. trigger warning for this episode of the podcast uh a little late now but you know right yeah the whole thing is uh rachel has suffered from depression and cutting so the whole thing is staged to look like a suicide so it throws everyone off the scent for at least a little bit Mm -hmm. you know for halfway through this episode right before they figure it out so we meet a new character her name is piper piper runs a podcast ironically enough all about like true crime it's called Mm -hmm. autopsy of a crime i'm pretty sure true crime podcaster and she's in town covering the most recent murder and how it connects back to the Brandon Jane murders of yesteryear. So she's in town, and every, this is a big podcast. It's a big mm. deal that she's here. This Everyone is, listens to it. This is semi-new to the Scream franchise at this point. Yeah, this because, is like the updated version of Gail Weathers. Yeah, because even in Scream 4, I, mean, I guess podcasts weren't really even big in 2011, but like 2015 definitely. Like 2015 yeah. on, I think, is where the surge really hit. Yeah. And so including something like this and this, this type of horror or this franchise in general, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to have that type of character in here. This is a good idea yeah, for the writers. It's a good to show, idea. Um, to switch the little, Gale character to it's this. It's a little sus, but you know. Little, yeah. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> it, though. It's a, it's a, it's a clever idea yeah. um, to change the, the classic 90s horrific crime reporter to mm-hmm. a true crime podcaster. It's uh, it's kind of like the Halloween uh, 2018. Uh, they had those podcasting characters on there. It's, right, it's, yeah. You know. Uh, I'm a fan of that. So you always feel like it's like representation for you, isn't it? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, 
the difference, you know, with those... So you, you know, feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, a lot of those true prime, prime casters, the criticism of them is like, oh, they get like so into it, like the gory details. And they're like... Well, they do. They I do. Mean, they do. I don't really listen to any true crime podcasts. But like, I mean, not get, only do they do that, but they also have like the... Like the, dun, 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 like the, the yeah. type of the music in the background to like make it seem a little bit more creepy than it is. And the ones in Halloween give us podcasters a bad name i feel like because they're kind of shitty piper doesn't seem so bad at least in this episode no well the podcasters in in halloween not to just go on a tangent about halloween but the podcasters in halloween are like almost more like journalists like how how like people and like journalists and media will get like way too into people's personal lives they're always trying to like oh only the story matters the story matters it doesn't matter only the truth or whatever so they'll go a little bit beyond their limits to get they cut tight of information yep. that they then podcasters usually just kind of go off of the information that they have. Yep. They'll just read off a Wikipedia page or something. And I talk about horror movies. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> so that's you Piper. could be in a horror movie right now. We could be. Mm-hmm. We could be another famous podcaster in a horror movie. Tusk, Justin Long and uh, Haley Joel Osment's characters were podcasts. Look, mm-hmm. the podcasters. Look what happened to them. Or at least well, half of them. <laughs> I would happen to have one of them. So, a lot of this episode is just bullshit high school drama. Yep. And that's going to be a lot of this show, to be honest. But, you know, not all the characters realize they're in a horror movie yet. So what do we got to do? Fill time with bullshit high school drama. Which is absurd because a murder has already happened at this yep. point. But <laughs> like, it could be an isolated thing. I mean. Yeah, but he's dressed as the killer. They don't know that yet, though, to be but fair. They, okay. At, okay. They will at they some will, point. They will. At, in this episode. At, at this some particular point, point in the episode, they point, don't know that. At this point, one of their friends got stabbed in a pool, and yeah. they just assume that it's normal. But she was a huge bitch, so it's fine. <laughs> it's basically yeah. their attitude. Which, I mean, it's pretty apt for a Scream film to have a party in yeah. honor of a slain classmate. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it happens more than once. Yes. <laughs> so far, it has happened more than once. So, you know, par for the course. Mm-hmm. At least this show got that right. Mm-hmm. So, Brooke and Emma, they make up because last episode, Brooke reveals, uh, oh, uh, Emma, your 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 boyfriend, Will, slept with Nina, the dead girl, one time. Oh, my God. When she was alive. When she was alive. I, I, oh, I hope. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, but they make up. They, they're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But Emma asked him, like, hey, I got, like, a weird phone call the other day. Did you guys get one? Nope. No, oh, okay. It's probably nothing then. She traced the call. I don't know. Uh, what is that? Star six seven. Star sixty nine. Right? No. Start. I think it's oh, star maybe it's star. <laughs> Someone. Yeah. I don't. Get your mind out it of is, the it gutter. It literally is. It is. No. It literally has been since high school. Since I've star six seven. That is. Yeah. Star six seven. So the sheriff, Sheriff Hudson, he interviewed uh, interviews Noah. Like, isn't it kind of weird, kid, that you have an obsession with Brandon James? No. I'm going to tell you about my obsession with Brandon James. That would have been funny if he just like kept going on a tangent about other killers and other horror, and then it's just like it's been three or four hours, and he's just on a different topic. But he's just so earnest in mm-hmm. his just like passion for this subject matter. Yeah. He did a report on it in like middle school. He reached out to Brandon James's brother Troy, like try and talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Just all this stuff. But he's like so earnest and like happy about it. That the sheriff's like, oh, I, I don't think you're a suspect anymore. You can. Leave. I don't know. I'd still have him on a suspect list. I mean, I still would too, but no, like... Everybody's a suspect. At, you know, rule 24, trust no one, everyone is a suspect. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a suspect! So, for Noah, a couple of things here. And I think he... I don't know. I wouldn't say he violates these rules technically. So In two this of them, episode or yet? In, in this episode. Oh, I think he does. Rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know. And then more specifically to this instance, rule 43, tread cautiously when dealing with the police. 
I think he does fine for the most part, mm-hmm. but I would be here with a lawyer if I were him, just in case. I think he breaks a lot of rules in oh, the yes. last half of the episode. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> but, like, so far, mm-hmm. like, all right. So far. You know, he was... He's com- just doing what he was doing in the first episode. Completely honest, mm-hmm. and he had done nothing wrong. And at this point, we still don't know about the the red on yes. his on his on his head. The mysterious red we saw last time. Mm-hmm. You've got red on you. <laughs> I was thinking about that today, mm-hmm. and then we hadn't <laughs> referenced it. So Will gives his douche bro Jake a ride to school, um, and they're like trying to figure out a way to help a- a Will get Emma back. Mm-hmm. But then Jake notices somebody because he got like drunk the night before, so Will had to give him a ride. And he left his truck at school. Right. I, okay. It confused me a bit during that episode where I was like, "Wait, that happened." The the thing happened at night, and then it's morning, and he didn't notice his car, and then it, yeah, yeah. You say that that makes sense. So hey, you know, at least he doesn't drink a drive. Yeah, it's so something. he leaves his car at school. The one positive thing we could say about Jake. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they discover someone wrote the word douche, but spelled D O O S H on mm-hmm. the side of his truck in red. Yep, it was Noah. That was wasn't blood. It was. Paint. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was absolutely like it didn't even need to be stated in the episode. You just knew it was Noah, and very clearly that he misspelled douche to throw off the scent. Yeah, because he's too smart to have not spelled douche right. Clever, clever. Yeah, but I don't know. He still like they still suspected it was him. Like Jake still. Oh yeah, he's the number one pretty, suspect, but he clear. like throws it off the scent enough so he doesn't get beat up. Mm. So Piper, she's interviewing the teachers at school. Which I'm kind of surprised the school allowed her on the grounds to conduct interviews. That's surprising. A podcaster. A podcaster. <laughs> a podcaster. Not, not, not like a local news, like which would make sense, but a podcaster that I'm sure the teachers have never heard of before. Probably. Then she tries to interview Noah and Audrey. And Audrey's like, Nina's a stone cold bitch. You got what she deserved. But she's like, oh, can I quote you on that? And I was like, no, don't quote her on anything. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. I liked that. Yeah, you got to be careful what you say and how you say it, Audrey. You're making yourself look like a suspect. Yeah, but that that's also, like, not to the same extent, but it's almost like the moment in Scream where Sydney t- gets enough of Gail's bullshit and socks her in the face on sure. camera. Sure. <laughs> like, she, some of these characters deserve a moment to be aggressive. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, still, don't make yourself look like a suspect. Because mm-hmm. you can't trust anybody. And this is when Jake shows up and confronts them. And I was like, no, man, it wasn't me. And this never gets brought up again, but... Yeah. So Will tries to talk to Emma to try and patch things up, and Kieran just kind of inserts himself into the conversation, and Will walks away. Oh my god, who cares? <laughs> That's how I feel about this whole episode. It's like, who cares? See, these are the scenes that I feel like are for the people that aren't, like... That aren't fans of horror scream. Like this is the audience. This is the MTV audience. So they want to kind of pull in some people that wouldn't normally watch scream. Like so Riley need... says in the episode, now some people want a little romance with their gore. Right, and there's romance in every scream movie, but yep. like, yeah, it's just like they they they're almost dedicated blocks of time for like the the pouty teen romance stuff. A lot of them, a lot of blocks dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. So Emma, anyway, she goes to talk to Audrey and like, oh, I'm so sorry about, you know, stuff. But the big thing happens, finally, something interesting happens. Uh, every phone in the school goes off. They all get a message of... They get a, a gif. A gif. And it's... With apparently no phone number attached. Like, no. No, like how, how, how do you send a, a gif to anybody that they don't even have to open? It's just already on their phone screen. You steal someone else's phone, use that phone, and then ditch that phone. Maybe. Yeah, but then it still has a phone number attached to it. And 
not only that, but they have to have every phone number in, in this school. Yeah, I don't know. Unless they airdropped it and everyone has an iPhone. And then also when it's swallowing up their whole phone screens, like, how do they exit out of it? Like, yeah. How do they how do they get rid of it? How do they hack every <laughs> phone? And this isn't just Scream. I mean, this is a kind of a, like a thing that happens in a lot of movies and TV shows where people's phones will get hacked and yeah. like something, an image will be on their screen that like just swallows up the whole whole glass plate. But it's like in this instance, if I'm trying to believably understand that there is potentially a teenager or you know someone that's the killer that is able to hack into technology in this particular way you're already stretching my believability a little bit too far all right so my solution is in that particular multiverse where this is happening mm-hmm. you can do that the technology exists to do that same with the voice change right variant ghost face yes that's the only thing that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean this is kind of a variant ghost face it's a shitty ass variant but it is a variant yeah kind of. Okay, so anyway, multiverse. GIF. They get a GIF. It's the murder. It's Nina's body. It's a selfie. With the killer is taking a yep, selfie. Yeah, uh, with our new killer, our Brandon James mask mm-hmm. guy that, you know, he, they mentioned he's wearing the Brandon James mask. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you can get at any Spirit Halloween. I, I guess. I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and say rule number one, describing horror movies, you have to know you're in one. I'm going to give a soft rule one to everybody in this town. Very soft because... This could just be like a prank or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, who knows what this is. But there's can, potential that there is a mass murder out there. Can you imagine being a character in the show that is in the background the entire time and has no purpose in the story and just like what they're thinking? <laughs> like, like how they feel like they've like how they're inserted into the story, even though it has nothing to do with them and they're completely fine and they're they never get like killed or murdered. That's funny. But there's also character or two who are in the background this entire time of season one, mm-hmm. and then they become characters in season two. And that's also kind of funny. Right. I mean, it's, it's a big high school. <laughs> they say it's a small high school, but it is a very big, very high, big school. high school. And so, like, imagine, like, you know that you're in a horror movie, but also know that you might be, like, observing a horror movie around you that is never going to pay attention to you. But, you know, some horror movies... <laughs> but like, you might get a text. <laughs> um, uh, But then there's also, like, you know, take Freddy vs. Jason, a bunch of background extras get killed now when Nightmare on Street 2, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the background extras get killed off, just and all, all of them at once. Background extras matter. So, background extras as matter. As a former background as extra. former I, background extra. I, uh, we matter, too. We're canon. As, your ba- as our background extra <laughs> correspondent. Yep. I mean, there is some plus side to being a background extra, but there's also maybe you'd rather be the main character, you know? Could go I either mean, way. I mean, everyone's a main character in their own story. All right. Uh, well, that attitude is actually a rule violation, sir. Rule number 50, don't assume you're the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Never assume you're the pre- I know we're all the main characters in our own story, but when you're in a horror movie, uh-uh, want to use the protagonist. You got to figure out which one that is. Don't assume it's you. Mm-hmm. So that's big. All right. So the sheriff meets up with the mayor. We were introduced to Mayor Quinn for the first time. He's a typical small town mayor who's worried about, oh, how this will look for his image so he gets reelected. And yeah, he's the mayor from Jaws. He's the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> Don't um, be the mayor from Jaws. Don't ever be the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> um, and they meet with Maggie. Basically, the press has gotten wind of the gift because every phone got this or something. I don't know. Multiverse. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, Tyler, uh, Nina's boyfriend, still the main suspect. They're still after him, but they're, like, a little, like, eh, is this related to Brandon James? Maybe. Um, and the sheriff is starting to look at it. So, you know, at least we have a cop sheriff in this movie who is, like, listening to previous victims. Yeah. 
Uh, rule number 21 is learned from past events. So he's like digging into that and seeing mm-hmm. if there's a connection. So that's good. And he's also doing his damn job. Yes. Rule number three, do your damn job. Mm-hmm. So we like that. Good episode for the sheriff, I'd say. Yeah. He doesn't he's have a ton of screen doing, time. He's doing pretty, pretty, pretty okay. I mean, he's not really like learning anything new on his own, but it's like he is at least contributing to the plot in a positive way. He's trying to, he's putting in the effort and yeah. sometimes you're not going to come up with anything, but you're trying. He's not corrupt. Nope. He's not doing anything illegal. Nope. I mean, and in, in, in any case he could be, but, and he could be, I mean, he could be the killer, but you know. <laughs> so Noah, he's back at school. He's flirting with Riley and Riley like asks him out like, hey, we mm. could go like stargazing together. Ooh, cute. Yeah, while well, there's murders. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And Noah references the fact that there's a psycho killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. No one knows he's in a horror movie. He just doesn't think he's like a main character in it. Which he should, though. Yep. Because if if there's a character in a horror movie that knows as much as he does, they typically are a supporting character. Yep. I mean, Randy is obviously the example that he's being based on. Yes. But there are more Randys in other horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they all they all took inspiration from Scream, but you know. This is a I mean, there could thing. have even been ones prior to Randy, yeah, you know, but, may, probably, but not just not as defined. Uh, you know, Friday Thirteenth Part Six. They're one of the characters. Uh, Tony Goldwyn, the actor mm-hmm. Tony Goldwyn, he's in that movie. His girlfriend in that movie, she recognizes she's in a horror movie, and she references horror movies. And Friday Thirteenth Six is a little like pre-scream. Well, wouldn't you say that? Like, I mean, maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but like even Corey Feldman would be kind of in in. For, where he's the he's a character that knows a lot of information and tries yeah. to use it to his advantage sure. as a supporting character. Sure. I only reference that because it's the first episode I was on. Yep. Was, okay, side tangent. <laughs> that that episode was the first episode I was on two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago. Two years since the second episode that I was on was the discussion for episode one of Scream. And now I'm doing another episode on the second episode of Scream. So there was a two-year gap... And now I'm doing double episodes, like, week after week. How does that work out? Magic of the wheel. How does that work out? Blame the wheel. I take no responsibility for any of this. It's all the wheel. I think think there's a lot of contributing factors, including the wheel. It's the wheel. The wheel, your decisions, scheduling, COVID, yada, yada. Now, COVID is actually a big factor. That's Mm -hmm. true. So we go back to Mr. uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, Bramer's class. What's his name? Um, Uh... Brenner, I don't know. She's Mr. B. Whatever the teacher's class, the teacher's yeah. sleeping with Brooke, and we get Brooke another calls him Mr. B. Mr. B. And then we get uh, Noah giving us another monologue about you know all the killers doing it for attention That's because clearly they don't learn anything in this class except for what a student has to say about yeah. something that is out of context. And also, he has to explain to them like, oh, the killers wants the videos up to, to post for attention. A, we did this in Scream Four. B, no shit. Also unrealistic that any high schooler would listen without interrupting him or making fun of him yeah. while he's talking. And now, I guess Brooke did a little bit. She's like, creepy monologue alert. Yeah, but that was, that, one. that was a very clearly written line well, for a character in... Fun fact. I'm assuming most of these lines were written. <laughs> oh, no, I know. But I'm saying that realistically, yeah, no, no. there would be other kids trying to have like side conversations with each other or like... You know, calling Noah names or whatever, like yeah. just trying to interrupt and joke around. Like, sure, she, everyone is very intently listening. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe like it's a ghost story around a fire. Well behaved. Maybe, maybe the kids at your school were poorly behaved. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a, supposed to be a small school, yeah. so there are not a lot of well-behaved kids in those. 
So uh, then more news. Riley real, uh, gets a text from her friend. Hey, a girl from the, the Catholic school is dead. Mm-hmm. Also, other side tangent. <laughs> that why is it in this show that kids can just have their phone? It happens in Scream 4 too, but like everyone has their phones, has it on loud. Like everyone's ringers are on in class and they just pull out their phones and the teachers are like, all right, check it out. Figure like what, what's going on, I mean, guys. There's a little bit of that in my high school, but usually. We were told to put our phones in a basket every single time oh. that we walked in. And oh. I mean, I, you know, I graduated high school in 2012. So anytime between 2007 and 2012, that was the case. So uh, maybe 2015, everyone's just like yeah sure have your phone in class who cares about your education you just had to be a little sneaky but you could do it in class and you had to have your phone on silent but you could do it oh yeah yeah for sure riley's like oh a girl from the catholic school is dead and i wonder who Mm -hmm. audrey leaves and she finds out rachel is dead was found hanging from a ceiling fan which is not where we as the audience last saw her she was hanging from the balcony Mm -hmm. tells emma what's going on yeah uh rachel's dead confirmed Mm mm-hmm and Emma, Emma kind of blame, Emma blames herself because she was involved with the whole video thing. She mm-hmm. thinks this is, you know, Rachel committed suicide. She should blame herself. Yeah, because she did something really shitty. Mm-hmm. Emma, you, you suck. Now, granted, this wasn't a suicide, but still, Emma, you suck. No excuses. So it turns out Emma actually has a job, which I don't really believe. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, she works, She's she has a job, but she, she works like one night at every like two weeks. Like, it's so part-time that yeah. it's barely a job. Yeah. She works at the coffee house in town. It's called the Grind House, which, oh boy, that sounds like something else. Yeah. <laughs> I get she, it, though. Coffee grinds. I get it. Uh, it's almost clever. Mm-hmm. It's halfway clever. Piper's there, and that's where these two meet for the first time. And Piper, like, hey, you're related to the guy who killed Brandon James, possibly, or whatever. Mm. We we should talk. And I was like, no doesn't want to talk I like how she knows too like like she like emma's just finding this out yep. but everybody else knows yes classic and piper knows who she is already yeah it's like, damn there are no secrets in this town <laughs> so that night emma's taking out the trash and there's a weird noise she's like there's a homeless man mm-hmm. in the alleyway and then the door slams shut mm-hmm. and she's locked out it's like the episode of SpongeBob where he's he's working the late shift mm-hmm. and he's got to take it at night. Oh my he's... god, we should cover the hashing slasher episode of SpongeBob. I claim it. I claim it. <laughs> I and the if... and the one where they bury the health inspector. Yes, that is absolutely a horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the one they go where they go to rock bottom. Oh, yikes! Yeah, I saw a meme recently. Bismarck is bikini bottom, and uh, Mandan is rock bottom. <laughs> Sent that one to Kendall. Yep. <laughs> so, homeless man is missing. Weird noises. She's locked out. There's a killer on the loose. Emma, rule number one, you might be in the horror movie situation right now. So she's going to walk right up to whoever it is and figure it out. Nope. No, no, no. She does for a moment there. She's just like, who is it? Who's there? And then she walks closer to whoever could be. It takes like two steps. And there's a good distance. Like, it's not like, you know, maybe to get better. But, you know, it's not. Yeah, but she's got no. She, that's. It's not at, bad. At that point, I mean, just like run around to the other side of the building trying to get back in. I don't know. As much as I dislike Emma, I will give her a little bit of credit here because the first thing she really She's does... She's got no weapon. She grabs a 2 by 4 Okay, sure. She falls rule time, 5, locks and load, she gets 2 by 4 Better than the, nothing. Okay. And she's also locked out, and then she runs the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, nope! <laughs> runs mm-hmm. right out of here, doesn't stay around to get a closer look at the guy who's behind the dumpster. Probably the homeless guy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean... But there's who knows? Yeah. 
No, I mean the way he got up was very serial killer style, but yep. I have seen scarier things behind a dumpster. Yeah, we lived in L.A. Uh-huh. We, we, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, rule twenty eight is run, bitch, run. Run, bitch, run. She she ran. Yep. And she runs around the corner, and there's someone there. She takes a swing. She takes the shot. Rule twenty two. Could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. Ran, that she runs. She could have. She could have ran into like an old lady or like a child. God, that would have been funny. Oh, of course, this is like at night, but like. It could have been like a mother with a baby carriage or something. I don't know. It would have been there's, really There's a fun. lot of different scenarios in which she doesn't run into someone that she, of course, knows. It's always someone that she knows that she runs into. Could have been the killer. And then she took a swing at the killer. Could be the killer. Could be the killer. It's Will. Maybe Will's the killer. Mm-hmm. It's Will. And basically, Will got a text message telling, hey, Will, come here. And it's from Emma's phone. But Emma's like, I never sent that text message. And then they kind of brush all that off and don't even think about it anymore. Like, what? They're, they're just not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And they're, now they're just like, Will, uh, Will, Will, um, Will apologizes for everything that happened with uh, Nina. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm, I kissed Kieran the other night. And, you know, Will gets over that, like, like instantly. He's like, you know what? I deserve that. <laughs> he seems like someone that would be willing to share a relationship pretty, yeah, pretty easily. I'm, as long as he can get more. You yeah, know. you know, I'm pretty sure if Kieran plays his cards right, we could have a whole thruple situation going on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think what he's trying to tell her is that he wants an open relationship. Yeah. Or maybe he just wants to be a cuck. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say cuck on the podcast. <laughs> there aren't any cucks in Scream Not yet. As, that we know of. And Will might be the first one. We'll see mm-hmm. how the rest of the season plays out. But Will it basically is like, you know what? Can you just come to my basketball game tomorrow? You know, it'll help, you know, take the pressure off. Duke Scout's going to be there. Please come to the game tomorrow. And Emma says, maybe. Great. I'm super invested in this. I don't know about you. But like, okay. If all of her friends are going to the game anyway, she's probably going to go, like, without him having to ask. Maybe. Um, because everybody in that school is at that game, as though it is important. Almost everyone. Almost everyone. But, like, in in my high school basketball games, like, yeah, people were there, but, like, like half of my tiny school was at the basketball game, and only if they had to be, for the most part, like, if they were in pep band or whatever. But, like, it seems like just about everybody is in that school is at that game as though it is like the most important night of the week. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a basketball town. It's an MTV. It's an MTV thing. I mean, yes, <laughs> but you know, maybe, maybe it's a basketball town. Maybe basketball. Maybe big. it's homecoming. Uh, maybe they don't well, bring that up at all. No, it, it is a home game, but uh, maybe it's the rivals. Who, who knows? Yeah. I went to exactly two basketball games for my high school. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's like the NDSU bison where it's like, people are just, fucking committed yep. to going to every single game which is crazy because they're they're a suburb of denver go to a nuggets game mm-hmm. like there's better basketball to be seen mm-hmm. emma goes to visit her mom at work and she sees rachel's corpse do they just allow people to go into like the medical rooms where the corpses are i think it's implied in this context of the show that emma's mom is the only person working in that like facility at the moment sure. like it's late enough at night or whatever where she'd be the only one there but like still how, how does she just get into the building? How does she just walk right there? How does she just yeah. open the door? There's a dead body. It's someone that she like sort of knows. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of like violations being broken here that aren't horror movie rules. They're just like basic well, rules. Somebody's not doing their damn job. Who's letting Emma go in here? Mm-hmm. So rule three to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Maggie discovers that Rachel's injuries are not consistent with a hanging from the ceiling fan. Her neck was broken. Like mm. she was tossed off a balcony, and she suspects this was murder. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did forget to mention is Emma did complain to her mom about everything with the video, so she blames herself. But now Maggie's like, oh, maybe my daughter didn't. Yeah, and it puts her to- mom in a shitty situation because now she's got to feel guilt about it. Because yep. anytime, listen, anytime that you do something in real life that is terrible or like make a really big mistake, it isn't just you that has to suffer the consequences. Yep. It's everybody else around you. Yep. Everybody associated with you. So just yep. always, always keep that in mind before you think about doing something bad. Rule four, don't be a menace. Yes. So, okay, Rachel might be another murder victim. So the sheriff and the Mag- and Maggie, even more than ever, might be in a horror movie situation. And they mm-hmm. know it. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Emma ends up going to the basketball game with Brooke. Brooke is only there to go flirt with Mr. Branson. Mr. Branson, that was his Mr. name. Mr. Branson. That's the only reason she went to the game. She didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Noah gets a text from Riley, mm-hmm. and it says, hey, meet me at the football field. And he's going to go out there by himself. At night. At night. With at a night. Ki- at night. And there's a killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. And he knows this and with- suspects he's in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Just because he wants to maybe get laid. At the high school football field, of all places, too, which has already been a location in a Scream film where a dead body has been found. The Fonz. The Fonz. This is so stupid. Rule 56, Noah, sort out your priorities. She needs to sort out her priorities. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is what's unrealistic about what this character choice here is that you have the one character that has all of the rules in his head. He's, he's following the, you know, he's, he's the guide for everybody else. Um, and he's, he's even the person that the sheriff is like looking towards to like learn more information from. So to have him just wipe all of that clean from his head, just for pussy, just to get laid on a football field? That actually sounds pretty realistic. <laughs> I mean, it sounds realistic for a teenager, but like from the way that that specific character yep. is written, it is just like we need to add some more suspense here. Let's just get him out in the middle of the night and make him a sus- or make him make him a victim for or a potential victim at at this. We current need point more the- like spooks. Yeah, we need we need more suspense. We yep. need more like characters doing dumb things yep. to escalate any kind of tension. And we're gonna get plenty of that, and then. So he goes out there, he's out in the football field, lights go out. Assume you're in the horror movie and start running, Noah. But uh, Riley sneaks up on him and, like, puts her uh, uh, hands over his eyes. That's how you get elbowed in the face. What if he was What if he was the killer and he just got spooked and he stabbed her? It's like a, in a scary movie when uh, Ghostface does the ra- the rap and then accidentally kills everybody mm-hmm. with uh, all Shorty's friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, damn it. I wasn't going to kill you yet. <laughs> Or, you know, and, and what it, that could have been the killer. She sneaks up on him mm-hmm. and, and kills him. They both could have died there. They're both idiots. Don't sneak up on people. That's rude. Rule four, don't be a menace. Don't be a fucking idiot to go out on this football field. Anyway, they end up hanging out and kissing. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yep. They're lucky. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Kieran shows up at the game, and he's talking to Emma, and Emma tells him, like, oh, yeah, this crazy thing happened at the store last night, the coffee shop. And Kieran's like, oh, that's that's interesting timing. He probably, like, organized the whole thing to, sit, to save you and make himself look good and get back in your good graces. Everyone's a suspect. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe, maybe we'll set the whole thing up, bribe the homeless man to be all creepy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was Jake being the homeless man. We don't know. I mean, we never got a face. Nope. So, I mean, could have been literally anything. So everyone's a suspect. Anyway, Will wins the basketball game. Mm-hmm. Everybody get down, it's time to slam. 
Now, I mean, that's the big story of tonight. Is I think is that, the is the basketball game yeah, who won the, the 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 Lancers. I think that was their team name. They they won. So uh-huh. you know, breaking news, everyone. The main school, they're sh- they won. Hey, get your head in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm listen. I was really into that basketball game. Right. I mean, it honestly, could have been longer. Yep, could have gotten. So I feel like we lost a little bit of suspense into who was like it was a close game, but like yeah. could have they won by one point as most games do in yep. movies and TV. It's always by one point, but you know, also kind of unrealistic. I am surprised we didn't get more basketball game talk. It feels like something they'd chew in there more, but there really isn't that much. Yeah. Uh, so after the game, Will kisses Emma right in front of Kieran, and Kieran just like walks out. Mm-hmm. And so the final scene of the episode, really, I guess it is the final scene. Emma's at home, sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. The alarm goes off. And she gets up and immediately just turns the alarm off. Bitch, what are you doing? Why don't you turn that off? Uh, and, and it's telling her, kitchen door, kitchen door. Who's coming in through the kitchen door, which is in the back? Why would you turn the alarm off? You need the company to call. You know, you can leave that going until you are sure you're safe. Well, she did get a phone call. Yeah, but it wasn't from the company. Right, but she didn't know that. They sounded sounded like it was from the company. She didn't check the caller ID, but, like, she just kind of answered it. You leave the alarm on until you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. She goes to the back door. The back door is open. Emily, you're in a horror movie. Rule one. You're in a horror movie. From this point on, I don't blame her, though, for just staying a little bit calm. You don't want to overstress yourself right. in this situation. You don't want to panic. Yeah. In rule 10, don't panic. Mm-hmm. She gets a call, and it's somebody claiming to be from the security company. And, and they, like, ask her, like, the, the appropriate questions, like, name and your, your password and whatnot. Like, the questions that you would get answered if you if you did get a call like that. So. And now the killer's got your password. And what, was, what the hell was her password? Amethyst. What the hell does that mean? It's a jewel. A jewel? Yeah, it's a purple jewel. Why? Clearly, you don't play much Skyrim. Yeah, but, like, who set that password? Her? No, maybe, probably. I would assume Maggie said it, and maybe she likes amethysts. Like I would get if the password was like oh, Daisy. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're trying not to talk about Daisy. <laughs> it just seemed like there are things, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit further in the scene. There are things about Emma that I just don't buy her being like knowledgeable or a fan of, and mm-hmm. because it, we haven't seen that side of her in this show, no, and it is just not like believable for certain nope. high school teenagers to fall into a certain group and like th- regardless keep talking we're, we're <laughs> still in this scene so he, she's talking to the security guy this is actually the killer spoilers has your passwords L- hopefully she changes her passcode mm-hmm. immediately after this i would hope. always change your password <laughs> always but you know he's just like talk to her trying to calm her down it's very reminiscent of the drew barrymore scene in the original scream mm-hmm. which is when you know yes. as soon as he's like do you like horror movies and like oh it us Talk to Here somebody mysterious on the phone with like a that uh, a, a particular voice, mm-hmm. and they start asking, you, "What's your favorite horror movie? What horror stuff do you like?" And that's a good telltale sign you're in a horror movie. Well, he's joking about her getting murdered yep. on the phone, and she's just like, "Well, that's inappropriate." Yeah, like uh, no, that, that I would just hang up at that point. Like it's scarier to talk to the dude on the phone, even if he's not the killer. Now she just grabbed a baseball bat, bat. Rule five, lock and load. Yeah, no, she she, she grabs her weapon. I yep. give her credit. Eventually. Security guy reveals that he's, he's the killer. Yeah. Which um, he, sh- he probably should have, like, kept it going a, long, a little longer. I think he was being a little bit too uh, too ready just to scare her. Got to make sure she didn't her. start up the trace the call program or something. Yeah. I don't know. But basically, he's like, yeah, if you trace this call, it is going to connect to the security company. And they'll be very confused about why you're calling. Also, if you try anything, the police won't get there in time. Okay. 
He could just be talking out of his ass, too. The whole Scream TV show, or the whole Scream series, and they even mentioned this in the new Scream, you don't talk on the phone. You hang up the phone. You don't answer the phone. Just ignore the goddamn phone. It's one of my favorite lines in Scream 4 at the very beginning with Lucy Hale when she gets the call, and he's, like, creepy on the phone. She's like, it's for you. She hands it to somebody else. One of the best parts of Scream 4. (laughs) You know, you hang up. You hang up, and you, you don't let the the killer have that power over you. You don't answer it, you ignore it, and you just, you know, call the police, and you... you is, is her mom still at the morgue? I assume so. You just you just call the police, and wait for backup. Don't panic. Rule 12, wait for backup, and you grab your weapon, and you just wait it out until the mm-hmm. cops arrive. Do not answer the goddamn phone, because if you just ignore the call, what can you do besides break into the house and try and kill you? That's like the question of um, The Ring... Where it's like, what if you just, what if it, what if you watched the videotape in the ring and your phone rang and you just didn't pick it up? Like, do you still die in seven days or is it just a warning that it's going to happen anyway? Or does it happen if you pick up the phone? It's a good question. I got to rewatch the ring. I've only seen it once. Well, you know, there's also the line in Scary Movie 3 where he's, what about, uh, what about holidays? <laughs> Business days? Business days. Martin uh, Luther King, J- Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Scary Movie 3 is so great. What a phenomenal movie. Let's watch Scary Movie 3 again instead of doing the Scream TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, basically, the whole point of this conversation is like, everyone in your life is lying to you. Your friends, your family, your whore of a mother. Th- does she have any other family besides her mother? Like, that was redundant. Her her uh, her relatives, like her um, out of outside of her immediate family. Third cousin, yep, who lives in two states over, is mm-hmm. lying to her about something. Her relatives in like Europe that are <laughs> ancestors. Liars. They're all liars. Ancestry dot com. Yep. all liars. And then he hangs up. The killer hangs up. No, oh. that's unusual. That usually doesn't happen. I feel like passive aggressive of him to just hang up um, in the middle of their call. And that's how the episode ends. Uh, uh, she's a good zoom out and then. Cut to black. Cut to black. Uh, she's got the baseball bat and listen to the call. Mm-hmm. Okay for Emma. I just don't like that she turned the alarm off. Besides that, I think Emma did okay here. Not, mm-hmm. not, not perfect, but like fine. I'd say net positive in this sequence. Yeah. Um, but Emma is in a horror movie. We're here. We're locked in. I, I would say her at this point, like because the sheriff and yep. uh, Maggie, they carry over. They, they already mm-hmm. knew their horror movie. Now we have Noah and Emma. They're also another in horror movies. Mm-hmm. So we got four people, and then the whole town should be a little bit like, yeah. What's See, going on? Thing with Audrey is that she should be in a horror movie, but it's still to her as a suicide. Yeah, because only two people know it's a murder. Yeah, uh, Rachel's murdered at this point. Besides the killer, obviously, mm-hmm. it's just Maggie and the sheriff. So we got four people who know they're in a horror movie at this point. Two episodes in. Let's pump those numbers up. These are rookie numbers. Yeah, but that is the end of episode two. Hello. Emma. Yeah, not like I feel like not a ton of events within the episode no. to to really mine out like a really strong like winner loser type of thing. No, like there there is like I have I have I have my I'm sure you have yep. yours, but most of the episode is kind of focused away from the horror and but only romance. Only in like certain instances do they kind of come back to any type of survival horror beginning moments. and and a couple sprinkles yeah but some of that too is all just false false yeah no some of it is the stuff like the sheriff and maggie which is to be the case with a horror tv show where it's like well we got to stretch this out for 10 episodes so like what you normally get in an hour and a half we're gonna pad it out so there's gonna be a lot of stuff in here that is 
not horror centric at all. That's why one show I really want to cover one of these days. It's uh, I'll probably get my buddy Jake Johnson, a new girl's Jake Johnson, to be mm-hmm. on that one. Is the it was only lasted one season. It was called The River, and it had Bruce mm-hmm. Greenwood in it and Joel Anderson. I can't remember. Oh, the girl from Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Katie? Katie. Katie Featherston was in it briefly. Because mm-hmm. it was it was created by the guy who made the original Paranormal Corin Activity. Pelly, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's called The River. It was like eight episodes, but every episode of that show, they just kept going further and further down this river in the Amazon, mm-hmm. and they kept running into scarier and scarier shit. Yeah. So it was like, oh, and there's I, tons it, of horror. And and even though that was an earlier show, I do want to say that I, I do think that horror TV has gotten better at being more consistent now than sure. it was before. That's good. Because... Uh, 2015 wasn't great. No. So no new rules, obviously, because not much happened. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the Randy Meeks Merit Badge and the uh, Night of Living Club. Randy Meeks Merit Badge goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules, of course, based off Randy from the original Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Well, I don't think this version of Randy's getting it with Noah. <laughs> no, and you know, potentially we'll get to that. Yeah. But um, I want to throw out a suggestion, and I know there aren't a lot of not a ton of rules that this person followed that would make them the winner. But I do think that in terms of progressing the plot in a positive sense, I would potentially a repeat of episode one. And I think that um, Emma's mom being able to declare that the autopsy was a murder and not a suicide is like good, solid information for everybody that, you know, she, her contributions to this episode pushed the narrative forward sure. without, like, you know, any kind of false steps or... Even I, though she's not very well featured in no. it, that's... I was actually thinking along similar lines as you, but I was thinking gonna, the, the sheriff. sheriff? Yeah. Just because he is taking Maggie seriously and he's opened the old Brandon James yeah. files to look for a connection. Yeah. The only... the only I, I was pushing between the two of them. The only reason that I didn't say him was because his role is more passive. Sure. In this episode, it is more just like agreeing with other people. Yes. The stuff he does is just stuff we don't see. He tells us about it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's good, especially for a sheriff in like one of these type of movies. Like normally they don't do that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I, I do want to give him props for doing it, even if he hasn't found yeah. anything yet. If you wanted to give it to him, that would that yeah. would I would allow that just because we did give it to her the last time. Sure. Okay. And they're pretty even. So I think yeah. they spread the love. So, okay. They, you know what? Screw everybody. Have the show about them. That could Honestly, be a, a better show. Because, because that would be like a... When, Dewey, yeah, be like a Dewey Gale, but like a positive one. Yeah, but like you know, in the first episode, about the first half, of that, I was getting really concerned about how that mom character was going to be written. Yeah, and it seems like she's one of the only sensible people <laughs> in this show. So it, it is it when it cuts back to her, I actually have like a, a sense of relief. Sure, like a calming sense of like, okay, I'm in good hands here in this moment. So it's Sheriff Clark Hudson is the winner of the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. All right, so let's move on to Night of the Living Club, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. This is, of course, based off the character of Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's Noah. It's 100%. And, you know, you could say Noah and what's her, what's her name? Riley. But it's way... Like it, it is so much more expected for Noah to know what he's doing, so it is yep. you have less respect for him. Expectations were higher for Noah just because yeah. he knows he's in a horror movie. And, yeah, and his his decisions were clearly scripted because yep. we needed to do that in this episode rather yep. than rather than the character taking control of the narrative. Which is always a pet peeve in a lot of movies that even aren't horror. 
just in general. Yeah. Like when, when a narrative is like, we need to get from A to B to C. And so we have to take these characters and make them do these things. It doesn't make any sense with yeah. the other characters. It's just stupid. Mm-hmm. That's the case of this. Noah is the knight of the living pleb, but he is a living pleb. We'll see mm-hmm. if that continues. This seems like a like a one kill per episode type of season. We'll see. Maybe. I'm not going to spoil anything. The last living pleb is already dead. Night of the living pleb. Uh, Nina. Nina was killed. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how things go for Noah. Mm-hmm. Our, our new Randy Meeks. Uh, not living up to the, the character. Yeah. Like, because we've already, we've already seen some recent new Randy Meeks that have already like jumped up the ranks yep. quite high. All right. And that is the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. Of Scream. Hollywood, we're through that. Only eight more of these to go. Eight of this season. season. Oh, God. Good for us. We're, mm-hmm. we're in a... Is season two longer or is it also 10? 13 or 14. Oh. But that one's a little bit weird because that one's, I think it's like 12 regular episodes and then there's like a two hour Halloween special. Oh, great. A Halloween special. That one's kind of fun, actually. I know, but like, it's, I mean, it seems like part of the course for a lot of horror shows if like if it times up right. Like American Horror Story would always do because they would they'd always air their seasons in September so that they would have a Halloween sure. episode, and that would be like the special episode. But but here's the interesting: it didn't line up right. They did their entire season two over the summer again, mm-hmm. and then you know two months later they came back with a two-hour Halloween special. Okay, that's like technically part of season two, but it's like kind of not. It's weird. It's like it's better that they do that than have a Halloween episode in like August yeah. or whatever. Well, uh, which we're gonna get, but, by the way. I'll, but I mean, I'll take it back though, because Ted Lasso last season had a Christmas episode in August, and it was wonderful. Christmas in August. So you ready? Uh, well, you you coming back for episode three? You scream again, sure. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that one? Episode. Oh God. Episode three is want to play a game. Ooh, clever. Um, really original. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that one goes, but that I mean that could be the next step. So we'll see. Uh, we got to do the wheel spin. Here's what's on the wheel today. We got the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, it part two of the miniseries, Prom Night, Tremors two aftershocks, Seed of Chucky, Leprechaun Returns, Scream episode three, and Chef's Choice. Jacob, go ahead and spin the wheel. Okay, and that is Prom Night. That is uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis from the 70s or 80s, I think early 80s. Mm-hmm. That's a film. Well, that was, uh, I think, was it like 1980, 81? Because it was right, you know, Halloween was 78, and then The Fog, I think, was 80. Prom Night is 80. So she had, two, like, she had like two big horror films in, in 80. So that's, this is like at the peak of her Scream Queen royalty. Yeah, yep. So... Jamie Lee Curtis and Prom Night. Josh Wessler will be uh, coming back for that one. Okay, and he and he picked this, I think, just because he'd seen the remake. Uh, he which I was, vividly remember watching the the Britney Snow remake with Idris Elba as well. With Idris Elba, that's yep. Right. Uh, so Josh, uh, he, I don't remember if he watched Prom Night or if he because he used to work at a video store and, and he, the poster was there, and I, I remember that poster vividly. Mm-hmm. The Scream uh, Girl, like yep. the, the 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 blue tinted, yeah, yeah. And I think the unrated version of the movie is red tinted. So I don't remember if he saw the movie or if he just saw the poster and picked it. Mm-hmm. But either way, he reserved that movie without mm-hmm. knowing there was four previous films in that series. So he now he's on the hook for all five movies. Right. So Prom Night will be next uh, with Josh. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I recently watched the little series. 
That first one's not spectacular. Mm. There's like one it's really great fun concept, sequence. though. It's a great concept. It's There's... like having it's not necessarily the same thing, but it is kind of like having the Carrie prom scene. But like that's the whole movie, except it's a killer yep. outside of Carrie that's not supernatural. Prom night two and three are better. And four is like borderline with the original. So there's, and then the remake sucks. But yeah, so prom night, that'll be fun. Uh, Jacob, you want to give out any social media? Yeah, okay. So I I will give out, um, I have my Twitter, Letterbox, uh, at Jacob Colness, J A K O B K O L N E S S, two S's at the end of that, double S. I'm currently, I'm in the midst of Sundance Film Festival week. Um, I will be seeing two horror movies horror thriller ish movies one's called resurrection with rebecca hall and the other one is uh you're not alone i think it's called um with numi rapace it's an a24 so it's mm-hmm. it's not lamb <laughs> it's few things it's more, it's, it is a full core though a okay. full core with full just good. same same general group of people oh and then there's also a movie called master with regina hall of scary mm-hmm. movie so I'm excited to see that as uh, well. So Regina Hall, who won not only the United Living Club Award, but also won Randy Meese Merit Badge. Mm-hmm. So we have two R Halls in two movies, Rebecca oh Hall and Regina Hall. And so, uh, yeah, if you know this, this episode will be coming out a couple weeks after. But you want my thoughts on any Sundance movies from this year? Definitely check my letterbox. Otherwise, check my Twitter as well. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror and give us five-star reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. We deserve it. We're watching the Scream series for you. You requested this, you monsters. Yeah, so reward us for our suffering. We appreciate it. Uh, anything else? No, I guess uh, just don't answer any phones. Don't answer any phones. Yeah. Check the caller ID. All right. Thanks for doing this again. This was more fun than watching the episode. I was talking talking about it was more fun than watching the episode. Typically, yeah. Yeah, typically. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh, uh.